Welcome to Into the Known, a podcast focused on helping you find the known within you. With you today are your hosts, Cindy and Lisa. And today we have a very special guest, Lizette. She's an incredible tarot reader, a sound healer, and artist. And you can find her on Instagram at Card Readers Cafe or on TikTok at Funzetti. Welcome, Lizette. Thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> So to give a little bit of background, I had the pleasure of meeting Lisette towards the beginning of the pandemic, the shutdown. And it was one of those things where we both knew we were going to be friends and it just took us a while to work through the energy to make it happen, also known as for the busyness to subside. (laughs) And she is, in my opinion, one of the biggest supporters of the podcast. And so when she reached out after listening to the first episode about episode about spirit guides and was like is there a part two coming I said yeah if you're gonna be on it there'll be a part two (laughs) and so here we are and I obviously ran it by Lisa and Lisa's had the pleasure of knowing Lisette as well Mm -hmm. and Lisette I know this is not where you anticipated starting but when you and I first met you would share a lot about how spirits would come visit you in your sleep and it was this fascinating thing to listen to as somebody that does not have that happen and they were coming to you in a very specific way oftentimes they had just stepped out of the body within the last few months and I think that's a really great place to kind of start because one of the things you shared with us is really a desire to differentiate between a spirit guide and just simply a spirit or a being without a body and so if you'd like to share a little bit about what may not be the most comfortable topic for you but I think our listeners would get a lot out of it. Yeah, no, no, thank you. Um, I'm just like, where do I start? I have a lot of experiences. Um, I think during the waking hours, I'm a busybody. Um, and so it's hard for me to kind of like get into the zone. And so in my case, I think when I lay down to go to sleep, it's like a movie turns on and I just like start seeing a bunch of stuff. And obviously when I'm falling asleep, I just, I guess that's when things it's things are quiet enough for me to see and hear spirit coming through. And I guess I know there's one specific one instance you're thinking about, but I kind of want to share my first instance that kind of got me on my path. If that's yeah, right. that, yeah, that'd be great. I'd prefer that one, honestly, yeah. to the one I already know, because I want to hear new things. So okay. <laughs> please share. Yeah. So I was in high school and I think I was maybe like 15. I was an anxious teenager. And I just remember like, I was going through a lot emotionally and I was kind of in a dark space and I was like crying and like before I was going to bed, I'm like, I just wish somebody would come and tell me it's okay. Um, And then I proceeded to fall asleep. And in my dream, I had a dream that I was hugging someone and it felt so real that I started to wake up. And when I woke up, I physically felt something on my chest. And then I got terrified. What am I hugging? Mm -hmm. What is in my room? And then I opened my eyes and I saw this being sitting on my bed. The body was like green and it was like translucent and I could see through it. And I was just so terrified. I couldn't speak. I couldn't move. And I was just so scared. And like, eventually I'm like opening and closing my eyes. And then it eventually goes away and I can move. And I just remember getting up and running to my mom and telling her what happened. And she's like, Oh, it was just a dream. I was like, no, that was not a dream. That was something else. And then from that day, like, I just wanted to know every, I wanted to learn all I could. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the time when Cindy, when we were teenagers, 
like bookstores were huge. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lisette and I are the same age and we grew up probably 15 miles from each other. So we have a lot of the same um, training grounds when we were younger and weirdly enough, still, I think it's bizarre. We didn't meet until we were well into our thirties, just given our interests and everything. But yeah, we had a lot of bookstores. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes I just remember like running to the bookstores and going to like the spirituality like occult section and just trying to like discover like figure figure things out so yeah that was like my first nighttime experience and I feel like that story is probably like a whole nother episode but long story short um back in like 2012 when I really started getting into meditation and like intuitively reading I guess you would say or what I was told is that like my vibration was raising or my energy was changing in that being that I had unknowingly made an agreement with, it was not a nice being. And mm. it was like making it really hard for me because we were beginning to unmatch and I had to move it out of my space. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was kind of wild. But that was my first experience. And that kind of got me into everything because I grew up, um, my mom, my mom's from Mexico. And so she moved here when she was a kid. So she was very religious Catholic mm -hmm. and she was just like not into what I was doing, yeah. but now she has an understanding. So there, she's just like, okay, like you're not doing scary stuff, but mm -hmm. uh, as a teenager, I didn't have that support. So I had to go out and find it at the bookstores. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't, we didn't have Google yet. And so we could have right. just asked Jeeves. I mean, we could have asked Jeeves about it. That was probably the extent <laughs> of access that we had at 15. Yeah, mm -hmm. for like Cosmo magazine trying or the, the teen magazine trying to read my horoscopes. Like, what is this mean? Oh my gosh, <laughs> the astrology. And like I don't know if either of you did this, but like cutting out the horoscopes so that you would see it throughout the month. Mm. And just and just be like, Yeah, no, that's totally true. And in retrospect, they are some of the vaguest horoscopes ever. <laughs> <laughs> and at the time I remember thinking like these are pretty vague, but they've got to cover an entire like group of people that are all right. Capricorns. So that makes, you know, the way that we justify things when we're young, mm -hmm. even as adults that we justify. So Lisette, would you say you said that you know that you created an agreement with that um translucent green spirit? Would you say it was a guide or it was just a spirit that you had created an agreement with? Because I think part of what we didn't delve into super deeply in the first episode was really talking about the difference between just a spirit, a spirit guide, and a spirit you have an agreement with. And I do think those are all three different things. Yeah, so it definitely was not a spirit guide. <laughs> um, I would say that it was a being not of super good. I don't, I'm not really sure. I don't fully understand was it, an, it. Was it an off-planet being? Was it an alien? I think it was. <laughs> okay. Mm. So just to like clarify, because I feel like this has been coming up a lot lately, the where I stand is that aliens are spirits off planet that have ill intent or are not beneficial. And I'll refer to ET energy as spirit from off planet that is trying to be supportive. So an example of an ET energy would be like unicorns, which is in the Monoceros constellation. An example of alien energy would be the gray men. That is my personal perspective. And just so that if I'm using a specific set of language, it's actually very intentional. So from what you've described, I would say it's alien, but I was not there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ever since the, when I was, when that, when that had happened, um, growing up for probably like at least a good, like 15 years, 
uh, I would have like the sleep paralysis. And I think that's when that mm. through. Yeah, it was, it was rough. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you said you had an agreement with it that you had to move it out of your space. Yeah. Like, can you share more? Work. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't really know or understand any of this. Um, and the friend that had taught me about meditation, um, he was like a mentor and he, he moved out of the area, but he referred me to intuitive way. So I kind of went there for support and to get classes, but he had told me that it was something that I had made an agreement with. Um, and that it was the, I, I couldn't remember the agreement. I consciously couldn't remember it. Like he guided me through like meditation. Like he's like, you know, visualize it, ask it what the agreement was. And it was really nasty <laughs> and it didn't want to talk to me. So he helped me do like an erasure and move it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's, it was like something to keep me safe. Mm-hmm. That that's was the what picture I was. It, yeah. Yeah. That's the picture it showed you. Mm-hmm. That it would keep me safe. Yeah. And so it made me like this little angry teenager. <laughs> <laughs> sure, it was not the only thing contributing to being a rebellious and angry teenager <laughs> when you were a child of the 80s, growing up in the 90s, just like if you were a child of when Lisa was born and growing mm-hmm. up when she grew up. We all have our uh, yep. little things that helped contribute to who we were. Mm-hmm. So, When you listened to the episode, one of the things that you shared that really caught your attention and that you share as being potentially a gray area is the past loved ones and the family members and that piece. Can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah, I just think from my experience, I don't want people to go through that. And I know people have their own paths and their own lessons to learn. But I think if we can educate people, like, that'd be huge. And I know that's what you already do. But I just, it, I saw it as a gray area and you're like ancestors or, you know, um, relatives. And I just thought, you know, there could be some people who aren't super versed in this and they could maybe start tapping into their abilities or they're starting to see things and maybe like a relative, like an aunt or uncle might come through. And then they just might automatically think, oh, this, they're like a guardian angel or they're, you know, they're my spirit guide, but they, they might not be, they might be needing assistance or they're still working on their own healing. Um, And so I just thought it was important for people to realize that not all spirits, ancestors, (laughs) relatives are suited and ready to be spirit guides. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. I agree with that. And I think it gets, and and obviously we, we did the same thing. I think it gets qualified as that quite regularly as a way to describe ancestral energy and information and lineage energy but I know for myself none of my past loved ones are my spirit guides like Mm -hmm. or sorry none of my my past loved ones are because princess um (laughs) none of my family lineage are my guides and I had both my grandfather on my dad's side and a member on my mom's side try to be and I was like no we're not we're not doing this we're not playing this game we're not having this experience I have no interest in you being my guide Mm -hmm. and for me what it was is they were too close to having recently been in the body and on top of that they were still putting forth their agenda of how they thought I was supposed to be in the world and it wasn't going to be a freedom space and it wasn't going to be a growth space for me so I know for me I actively choose to not use family members as spirit guides but that's a personal choice Mm -hmm. I think it depends on their vibrational energy right like And how they transition, you know, if a loved one sort of transitions, steps out of the limits that they were held within in the physical body and can transcend those limits and just be pure 
like take themselves up a notch, I say, <laughs> like, you know, energetically, it could happen. You know, like I think it, there is a possibility there that it could happen, but that, that takes a very, I don't want to say advanced, but <laughs> a spirit who's had a lot of bodies who sort of understands the energetic way things work and how to relate back to the physical realm from a spiritual realm. Um, but yeah, so I agree with you. I think you you need to ask the question like you did, Cindy, and really look at it and say, oh, if a, a loved one is showing up saying, I want to be, I want to work with you. I want to be with you. I love you, whatever. Take the time to ask the question, is this right for me? Does this work for me? Does this match where I want to go? But I want to, I want to circle back because I think this is really important to go to that spirit versus spirit guide versus spirit with a with an agreement, I think we, we should untease that a little bit before we sort of travel down the road a little further. So, Cindy, do you want to give that a first whirl? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, to me, a spirit doesn't have body. Uh, a spirit right. without a body doesn't have body. Uh, they don't ever have to have had a body. They're a consciousness and they have the ability to communicate. A spirit guide is a very specific agreement and set of terms between you as the spirit in a body and that particular entity, a spirit without a body, for very particular outcomes. And as I shared in the first part and as I share with clients and friends all the time, my set of rules are what is your name? What are you offering? What are you getting? And then kind of going from there. And I've had a couple pe people recently go, I'm not getting a name, but I get a sense of who they are. Mm. It's fine. Not everybody is going to get a name and maybe that's not as important to you. Um, a spirit that you have an agreement with does not always mean that it's a mutual agreement or that it's a two-way street. And very likely, like Lisette's story with the alien energy, it is completely imbalanced one way or the other more mm -hmm. often than not would be imbalanced on the part of the spirit without a body than the spirit in a body. Yeah. I would say the sometimes a spirit agreement, like in Lizette's case, there's not a win-win scenario, right? The person who's benefiting or the, the being who's benefiting more is the spirit without a body and not, it's not a balanced relationship. It's not a, cause I like what you said, um, Cindy, when you're like, what are you giving and what are you getting? You know, because it's a reciprocal win-win kind of relationship. You're both learning and growing together, helping each other, you know, take those next steps um, as a spirit guide. But um, and then also a spirit that you have an agreement with, you could enter the agreement under some dire circumstances. Like, like Lizette, you were afraid, you were scared, you were really emotional, you were in a really tough place. And you're not, you know, you're not asking those questions because you're in almost in the trauma space, right? You're like, yeah, whatever, just get me out of here. Um, so, and I think, and I don't want to poo-poo that experience or just say that's terrible, that's a mistake. I don't think so at all because, Lizette, what you learned by seeing it, knowing it, understanding it, and kicking it out, you just, you took a huge step up, right? That, so that is, there is learning there in making an agreement with a spirit that isn't quite the right fit for you, but then understanding why and then kicking them out and going, no, I, I need more than what this agreement is giving me. So I just want to throw that in there too. Yeah. <laughs> Lisette, do you have anything to add to this? No, it's just really nice to hear you both, you know, give your input and kind of more clarification. Yeah. I don't think I've really ever talked about that experience. So now 
you guys and whoever listens to this is going to hear Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing it with yeah, us. Yeah, thank you. What One thing that came to mind as Lisa was sharing and would love if there's differing opinions amongst us, um, which I kind of love, by the way, like said, I'm really grateful that you share, have shared what you shared in our mm-hmm. prep doc and in our communication because you are offering me an opportunity to consider what I take for granted as my ideology and my own assumptions. So I'm like super grateful. So one thing that came to mind as Lisa was talking with the spirits that you simply have an agreement with, I think there's the addition that that agreement is probably a karmic agreement. Mm. I don't know if there's other types of agreements. I tend to see agreements as being karmic. And I always go back to my definition of karma being energy stuck somewhere. And so when I think about and not in trance and looking at that experience when you were 15, to me, it looks like it's a past life. There's karma stuck from some other lifetime between you and that being and this was your opportunity to really end that agreement. And they were mm-hmm. not supporting you. No way, shape, or form were they supporting you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. You Because you can roll into this life with a, with quite a, a bag. <laughs> a bag of agreements. A bag? You're being kind. I'm sorry. I have like malls worth of agreements. Like multiple malls. Like the Great Mall of America. Like multiples of those. <laughs> Just saying. And those are just for the uh, the audience listeners. Like I see those as um, sort of unfinished relationship agreements, right? So maybe you were married in a past life and you said, we will be together forever. (laughs) And then that agreement goes with you and you're like, wait, why can't I find a relationship? Till death do us part. Right. (laughs) I will never forget when my teacher... shared that and he was like there's a reason that our vows say till death do us part mm-hmm. and he's like that whole forever thing really think about it yeah I, yeah 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 as a 20 right. 23 year old listening to this i'm like of course i want to be with this spirit forever no <laughs> no way to not thank you no, no. thank you I'm just, gonna just say for as long as it's good for you <laughs> nope even then because i don't want to yeah. carry it after this body ah okay all right very good. Yeah. Well, that under this, you had um, an interesting uh, comment about honoring versus worshiping. And I totally want to hear your thoughts on this. That's good. And you had it under the family energy space and or the family ancestor spirit guide space. And I just really I'm so curious because these are things I have not crossed personally. But boy, do I have clients that absolutely have and do. So. I think some of it might be tied to certain like religious and certain Mm -hmm. like cultural beliefs, but I think it's just really important for us to be like sovereign spirits. Like I am my spirit. Like it's cool to maybe like, like to honor. So like for us, like every day, the dead, my mom hosts a gathering and we put out a table and when we put pictures of our loved ones that have passed away, including pets, um, and then we'll put stuff up there for them, you know? And, um, and like for us, that that's a day where we think of like their spirits are coming through to hang out with us, to eat food and have drinks and just it's like a time to celebrate. But I know some people might, I don't know, like I just see stuff like on TikTok and they're like talking about making like, I don't know, it just seems kind of like off offerings, like on the daily. Like I just think that's mm. maybe a little much. Mm-hmm. Like I think every once in a while, like, hey, I'm going to honor my family member today. And I you can honor them every day, but. I don't think that they are requiring it. And I think that's mm. where some 
people think like I have to do this every day. And I don't, I don't, I don't see it that way. You know, like their spirit and your love can live on, but we don't need to like worship them. I, don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> I mm. obviously have some uh, religious roses I need to continue blowing. <laughs> <laughs> You did just remind me when I did my summer in Guatemala, uh, the family I stayed with the last week I was there, they finally opened up about their religious views. And they I had known there were some form of Catholic. I'm not sure what it was, but part of it included honoring and I would say worshiping those that had passed on. And so one of the rooms I'd never been into, one of the bedrooms had an entire shrine to the patriarch of the family that was no longer in a body. And it was one of those moments where I was not exposed to Catholicism as a child. And I was not exposed to a lot of different cultures as much as I would be now if I was having access that I have. I, I'm a Nickelodeon kid. Like, we grew up with basically white kids on TV. Like, that was the mm-hmm. majority of what we saw. Diversity was very low. And then when it became diverse, it was not inclu- It was not an inclusive approach. They have since changed. I still love Nickelodeon. Please do not get me wrong. But... <laughs> I remember being a little like taken aback, like you're worshiping something in the same way people worship gods. And like, this might just be my personal thing is like when you're worshiping something, not in a body, you're putting your faith and power in that. And we all know I have issue with that. Like if you didn't listen to the power and agency episode yet, please do. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's one of those moments of like, yeah, what happens energetically when you go from a space of honoring and memory and doing something like for my dad's death anniversary, we get cheesesteaks and we get tasty cakes. For my boyfriend from college's death anniversary, I listen to a very specific playlist and I take a few moments to myself and be in gratitude for my path versus the path that I thought I was going to be on. For princesses, it's just an entire all of the time crying and like wishing she was still in a body, but like, Hey, grief is interesting, but there's no worship aspect. And when I think about and look at what happens when you go from a space of honoring and honoring a memory into the space of a worship, you're just giving more power. And in the terms of like, in the, with these ancestral energies, there's a real good chance you're reinforcing those patterns and you're giving more power to them and feeding into an agreement you have. Now that's not always a bad thing. I've actually seen some really great family programs and patterns and things that are really supportive, but a lot of the time it can be giving up part of yourself. And so Mm -hmm. I just, I think that's an, and I, I don't think it's just with past loved ones. I think people get a little worshipy sometimes with their guides or mm-hmm. their demigods or gods. And that's just a personal perspective. Yeah, I totally agree with you. It, it goes right <laughs> back to power agency. You know, you're giving your power away to somebody else. And like, where are you in that? You know, like the, the when you said like the, like the family you stayed with in Guatemala and they're like, they have a shrine to the patriarch of the family. I was like, well, what about you? <laughs> what about you? You can lead the family too, you know. Like it doesn't have to be this dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no definitely. longer in a body leading the family anymore. Um, I mean, but that there's cultural beliefs there that are very different from what I grew up with, anyway. But I think you know our perspective and what we really are focused on is autonomy, right? So how how does it, your relationship help you grow and learn? And if you can answer that question and it it can help you grow and learn, then I'm like, okay, cool, all for it. But if it keeps you stuck in repeating patterns that you don't want to be in, 
it's not working. <laughs> well, and, and one thing, one thing I just thought of, and then I'll hand it over to you, Lisette, is is that person that has a one way agreement with the spirit, and they're like, no, 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 I am indebted to this spirit because mm. lifetimes ago I blew up a planet. Okay, mm. cool. I, I'm gonna disagree from the start, but. If you find yourself in that space of like really being in reverence of a spirit in a body or a person, even spirit outside of body or a person, I would I would push to go the space of like, well, what does your higher self think? Because maybe mm-hmm. there is a reason. I mean, we've not talked about cosmic cops on this show, but cosmic cops exist and they exist for a reason. So perhaps there's a reason why you are feeling so strongly to fulfill your end of that contract. But as a body, I'm going to always lean on the side of eh, you really don't have to you just don't <laughs> was that any any thoughts to add on this one no i agree with you both and i'm just like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um there was a really interesting question Lisette, that you brought forth and i think it was the day that you listened to the episode and it was about demons and mm. how to know the difference between a demon and a spirit guide. And the reason this never occurred to me is because I don't see demons. <laughs> and I, I had to like really sit back because the 15 year old that I'm working with will use that language quite regularly. And I'm like, no, 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 like my world, demons don't exist. It's lower vibrational spirits. But I recognize that like what I refer to as the lower vibrational spirit, the rest of the world's referring to as a demon. So I'd love mm-hmm. to hear your thoughts about demons versus guides versus spirits. Well, I just think once again, um, just like thinking back to my 15 year old self, that thing, whatever it was, like I would be like at the time I was like, that's a effing demon right there. Like I need to get mm. rid of it. Freaky, scary, whatever. Um, so yeah, I guess it just goes back to me wanting to, try to empower the listeners to look at their situations and their guides and just make sure that they're working with things that are beneficial and just like everything you explained. So it's just more of kind of like reiterating, like, <laughs> don't make my mistakes. Well, and I have, oh, sorry. I wanted to just follow up. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Pop to you, Lisa. Um, have you experienced demons or things that you would classify as a demon? That thing. Um, okay that's fair and like i mean i would have qualified it as an alien energy but when i was 15 i probably would have said demon i might have said alien who knows yeah i don't know um no but i do watch a lot like a lot of like paranormal stuff but Mm. yeah i I agree that those quote-unquote demons are really just really low vibrational beings Mm -hmm. Um, and and very stuck yeah that's how i see it too they're just stuck in a negative loop pattern um, but I think, you know, growing up in a Catholic family, demons came up. <laughs> Say but- <laughs> more. I'm so fascinated by this. I'm so, gosh, Lizette, I'm in such gratitude for you because like this, these are conversations I wouldn't even think to have because they don't occur to me. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I don't know, I mean, they weren't overtly talked about in my household, but you know, the, the undercurrent was there. And it was, um, I think the thing that knowing now what I know pisses me off about it is that there is a belief that you're powerless over a demon if a demon comes in you're doomed you know there's nothing you can do well and are these demons in body or is this like you seeing like a no there's spirits there's spirits it's it's like a ghost type situation not like a channel type situation well you could channel it okay 
Yeah. I mean, I think that's what the whole exorcist story was all about. Like the, the kid was channeling a demon. Um, no, they're purely energetic, spiritual, like they're spiritual beings. And this is the language that I have now um, that are incredibly malevolent, right? They don't, they don't have anyone's best wishes. <laughs> they're, um, they're stuck beings in a really, really negative loop and it's pain and fear. Like that's what they run on pain and fear. And I feel like they feed off of your pain and fear um, too. So it sort of is a, they sort of hook into you and then there's this energetic loop that happens and then it sort of, you know, gives them substance and energy if they're feeding off your fear and pain. I mean, it goes with the whole um, Satan parable too, right? You know, there's this being who's evil and, you know, the demons report to him basically. <laughs> but is that even the story of Satan? Like, it wasn't Satan a fallen angel? Yeah, he was a fallen angel. He was an angel and then. I so by virtue, like, was he deemed evil via the Catholic Church lens or whatever that you both are coming from? Was he deemed evil because he fell from grace? And so, like, if you fall from grace, there's something wrong with you? I think that's the root of it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, honestly, I didn't yeah. grow up going to church. I went to youth group in junior high, and that was the extent of my church. Well, I've gone to church on and off, but, like, that's the extent of my it's knowledge been a, of the Bible. Yeah, it's been a really long time since I've uh, been involved in this doctrine. I feel like so we I should go to a... a <laughs> couple church services in in a completely open-minded way like when i have mm -hmm. gone to church services since i have been doing this work i'm always so enthusiastic with just the christ energy that is there and i'm mm -hmm. in such alignment with it but i haven't gone to a catholic service since i started doing this work and i just they don't i mean it's it, different. they don't talk about it all the time this isn't a big thing i, I think this is more of the um indoctrination you get when you go to school and the, okay. it's just it's kind of like grim's fairy tales right they're giving you a tale to steer you into the straight and narrow yeah that did so well right. i'm so glad yeah. that that's what the catholic <laughs> church is doing it's just I, it's just doing such a great job i know I know. So you, let's use some fear and pain and throw it at you and say, don't do that because you're going to, you know, you go over here and do this. Um, but really, I mean, looking at it now, that's the way I see it, right? It was a, it was a parable. It was a tale. It was a caution or not a cautionary tale, but it was a tale to keep you going in the, their right direction. So, but I think, you know, with the power of belief, if you believe it, it can manifest, right? So if you believe in a demon, if you believe in that and you have yeah. alignment with it, it'll, it's going to show, it could show up in your life. But my whole thing is that, um, you know, we, we were taught pretty young that you're sort of powerless over these things and you need someone else to intervene to get it out of you or whatever. It's helpful to have someone to help you, but you're the one doing it. You're kicking it out. You're saying, no, I don't want this in my life anymore. So you're not powerless. I think that's what I'd like to get across about this whole demon topic. <laughs> I just had a thought. But for some reason, the Salem witch trials kind of popped in my head as mm. we're talking about demons. And we, contemporary information tells us that it's really likely that it was the um, spoils of the rye wheat that likely caused hallucinations, amongst other things. But, like, also, what if a lot of them were just channeling some of these lower vibrational beings or demon beings, and that's what was causing so much of the chaos? I could totally I could see that. that as well. I think mm -hmm. that a lot of people in today's world are a lot of people are unconsciously channeling, especially those with like a lot of mental health issues. Yes. Like people you yeah. see on the street, like 
I'll be driving. I'll be like, oh, that guy is definitely not in body. And they're like out there mm-hmm. dancing and <laughs> crazy and yelling and screaming. I'm like, mm-hmm. not in body. Yeah. There's yeah, there- stories of that from old school BPI people. They'll tell you mm-hmm. great stories of like just open healing days and stuff when people would show up and just wild, absolutely wild. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it in my family. Like, I've seen family members sort of talk, and then all of a sudden they're. Oh, you're telling me that the three of us have not seen each other channel at some point (laughs) in our friendships? I mean, come on. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it happens. It happens. So, Lisette, you were 15 when you stepped into your spiritual path, maybe not when you really geared into it. And you were really confronted by a spirit. And I know for myself, spirit guides were never interesting. I'm sorry. Like, they just weren't. And I've talked about it repeatedly. And I get so much flack for it because that's a lot of people's entry point. Mm -hmm. But I know for you, Lisette, especially after hearing that story, that perhaps that entry point is not always going to be the cleanest or the quote unquote safest or the easiest even. No. Okay. You're shit. You're let's hear it. It was that that was a rough entry point. (laughs) You see, like, those little memes that's, like, me in the universe, and they're, like, getting kicked off a cliff. Like, that was kind of me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, experiencing that in my my background, I was, I was praying. I was, like, praying and asking the angels to protect me. And then that got me into, like, tra- learning and trying to read and, like, connect with my angels. Mm-hmm. So definitely not where you would recommend people start, per se. No, I think the most important part, if you want to start doing the energy work, you have to start with yourself. Mm-hmm. You got to start the path of healing and education. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> preach that enough. Like you need to like, if, if it's possible to find like a, um, like a center that can, you know, help facilitate some of your healing because you can do the work, but I'm not always neutral to things. So I can't clear things out. So I'm like, Cindy. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally my job. (laughs) You know, but I think it's really important um, to start like with meditation, learn the techniques, learn to run your energy, clear it out, blow rose, Mm -hmm. call back, call it back with that big gold sun. Like, I think like that is the foundation. Like that's what everybody needs to know. I I started, you know, my friend's like, oh yeah, I'm kind of doing this meditation like workshop. So we like met up at a park and we learned to kind of, you know, run the earth and cosmic energy. And then like, he just threw us into reading. So wow. after wow. a couple of that, couple, um, couple meditation things, it's like, we would all meet up and we would like line read together. Wow. wow. And I didn't really know how to clear stuff out. So, I mean, like I was excited and, you know, that I was excited. I was like, oh my gosh, like I can read, I can see like, mm-hmm. so I was just doing readings for everybody. And I just, I didn't know the proper like techniques on like even acknowledging like that's not my energy like I need to clear mm-hmm. that out like I was carrying a lot of stuff so I just think what yeah. as an unconscious untrained healer you were carrying a lot of things <laughs> that weren't yours I am so surprised yes, I, and shocked <laughs> yes I think you just start with yourself mm-hmm. start with yourself yeah, I agree with you. That was how I got into it because I had a very similar um, experience to you, Lizette. Like, spirit to me was frightening, scary, you know, like I grew up and there was a lot of fear and pain in my household. So I would just associate, like, I remember as a little kid, little kid, like waking up in the middle of the night, just petrified, petrified that there was something in my room with me. And there was. 
<laughs> and then I did the same thing. Mom, mom, there's something in my room. Oh, it's just a dream. Go back to bed. I'm like, no. <laughs> so everybody do not invalidate what your child says in the middle of the night. It mm -hmm. does not matter how much you think it's just a dream to them. It's super real, especially when they're yeah. under the age of six or eight. Yeah. So no, don't say, oh, it's just a dream. Like mm -hmm. talk to them about it. What does it look like? Where in the room was it? Then remind them they have a body and they're senior if that is part mm -hmm. of your belief system. Yeah. Do not invalidate your child's dream because if you do, then don't come to me when you have sleep paralysis and are seeing <laughs> wickedly scary things in the middle of the night of your home and you don't know what to do. Because I'm going to turn around and be like, remember when you invalidated your child because it was just a dream? Yeah. <laughs> may or may not yeah. have had that come up recently. No. <laughs> So I, I'm with you. I, I feel like this, the, my entry point was like, I needed to, like, I was like, I need to know who the heck I am. You know, like there's all this stuff flying around and like, who am I in all this mess, you know? And I agree with you completely, Lisa. Like you really, if you affirm foundation in who you are, what is your energy? What is not your energy? Like how you can notice the difference. And then I, the more you do that, the more you have that awareness of me versus something else is you can have an even better relationship with a spirit guide and then you know can bring your your relationship to the next level or you can say oh maybe this you know our agreement is over you know thanks very much for all, everything you've done for me like we both need to take our next step and it's different ways you know which is totally fine so i yeah i'm i'm with you <laughs> know yourself <laughs> Lisette, curious about how you, as somebody that has had maybe a little bit of pain, a little bit of trauma around guides, around spirit, <laughs> how you use your guides. I've made it really clear. I work with my healing master and like a very small team. I have other guides. They show up. Occasionally I have direct communication. More often than not, I ask for no communication because I'm just not interested because you're not in a body. You're not as interesting to me. <laughs> curious about you do you look for signs do you have open communication with them is it a meditative process is it a non-meditative is it both I would say it's both I have two guides that I've been working with recently um, I have my healing master uh, spirit guide and that communication is really open I hear him like clairaudiently mm -hmm. um, and he'll come through and yeah just quick example um my child was really sick and like he came through and was like, Hey, you should give her healing. And I was like, mm, that's a good idea. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cause I was just, you know, kind of stressed or whatever, but yeah. Um, and then I have my healing mistress, which I've been working with a lot. Um, I hear her and see her. I, I like it. Like, it's funny. Like they come through and I can hear them and I can hear their accents and mm, they, have, that's awesome. know, they, they have funny personalities. I, I like working with them. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I love that. One thing you have introduced to me is energy hygiene. And this is a phrase I had never thought about until you had shared it. And just in hearing you talk about your guides and everything and knowing how you run your life and everything, I'm, can you share a little bit about what energy hygiene is and how that kind of plays a role with guides? Because I, I do believe it does. Energy hygiene, it's just like physical hygiene, but it's taking care of your energetic self. So for me, um, part of my my evening routine is like, I like I ground myself and I just to set the intention to like blow roses, clear energy for anyone and anything that I matched with consciously, unconsciously, and um, call all my energy back and blow roses for friends, family, work, strangers, anything I've looked at on the internet, like blowing roses mm. for all of that and just trying to like clear it all out. 
and then I'll bring in my golden sun, fill up my body, my aura, take a little energetic Swiffer, kind of go around and like <laughs> clear everything out. Um, yeah, for me, just it just seems just kind of like your physical hygiene. You want to make sure to take care of your spiritual, energetic body as well. And then also the space too. Like I try to do like a physical like cleaning of my house, you know, like a good solid one, like at least once a week. Um, and then a couple of times throughout the week, I'll bust out something to smudge with and set the intentions and like clear and ground the rooms. And because I have a little one, that's two. I don't want her seeing things in her sleep. And I, so I mm-hmm. keep it extra clean for her because I don't want her to wake up and be scared. And then if she does, I'm like trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then I consult my team of consult. That's very good. uh, Good ritual to do every day. I like that. You're way more thorough than I am. (laughs) Way more thorough. My house is a lot smaller too, though. I mean, the fact that I can keep my bedroom where I keep my bedroom eighty five percent of the time, I feel real good about that. (laughs) Don't ask how much of it's Mau Mau doing it, but like, yeah, the rest of the house, I'm like, what? Uh, one other thing that you had mentioned that I just don't know enough about and I don't experience it as often is what refer- what's referred to, I think, as psycho- psychometry, psychometry, which is the idea of an object holding energy or holding a spirit. Mm-hmm. And the only real experience I can remember in recent history is getting a, a crystal. Uh, it wasn't it's not Citrine, but it's the other Carl Knight or whatever, the other mm-hmm. orange one. Mm-hmm. And I avoided my room for like a solid week and my office. And I couldn't figure out why this before, like my business. Um, and then I was doing a meditation in a different room. And I was like, why is there a dragon in my office? Like, why is there a dragon there? <laughs> and so I came into my office just like trying to figure out where it came from. Because like, hi, my house has portals everywhere. Don't really care. But like, first time I've seen a dragon and it was this stone and it was it's a rough cut and I don't even know where it is right now I actually keep trying to give it to one specific friend because that's who it belongs to and I just have not seen her in multiple years and I remember being like huh I forget that like things can hold energy Mm -hmm. so curious what your experience with that has been oh yeah (laughs) the first and last time I ever went to an estate sale (laughs) Yeah, just one day I was hanging out with a friend and she's like, she's super into like thrifting and stuff. She's like, no, I'm in there. You want to come? I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. We go to this house and like we walk in and I'm like, I didn't really understand. And I was like, kind of like looking around and like everything was for sale. And I was like, and I found like this really cool sewing box. It was like wooden, it stood on four legs. And like when you would open it, it would accordion out. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And the woman who had it, was like big into sewing and I was like this is so cool and they're like you want it like five dollars I was like okay yes please um, but all her supplies were in there and she even had like these little tags that said hand fashioned yep. by oh, wow. something like that yeah I was like, oh, this is so cool I didn't think anything of it and then like I just had it in my room and I just remember like I was in the kitchen like washing dishes and I just felt someone staring at me and I'm just mm. like Kind of turn around and like yeah, I diverge on There's the sewing yeah. box. And I'm like, huh. So my friend that taught me everything, I call him and I'm just like, hey, can items like have like spirits attached to it? And he's like, yeah, that old lady wants to know what the f you're doing with her sewing box. <laughs> I'm like, 
Your friend is so ridiculously talented. And I don't know if it's because I do this for a profession that I don't pick up on stuff like that. But like every time you've talked about this person or even your own intuitive hits, I'm always so impressed with the accuracy and the Mm -hmm. depth of accuracy. It just, Mm -hmm. it it is what still surprises me. Yeah. Yeah. He's amazingly like talented, but he's like somewhere out of state off the grid. I have not heard from him in many years, but I always just think of like stories because he was just so like straight to the point, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, but I was just like laughing and I was just like, and I didn't really know what to do. I think I just kind of like burned some sage and said like I'm sorry you've passed on and Mm -hmm. I think she moved on (laughs) um and then I just had it for a really long time I could get rid of it and then eventually I took it to the goodwill good job (laughs) nice um somebody else can take that (laughs) Mm -hmm. and recently um my grandpa brought over a oh gosh a vintage looking rocking chair for my for my daughter and uh, him and his roommate they refinished it. The story is they picked it up at a garage sale for like five bucks. They like sanded it down. They like reupholstered it. They put like lacquer on it and it has her name on the front and her nickname on the back. And like, this thing is so creepy looking. I have not mm. put it in my house, sitting in my backyard mm-hmm. under the patio. And like, when I look at this chair, I visualize kids from like the late, like 18, like nineties, like, mm-hmm. like little kids running around, like, sitting in the chair like playing with it like this is like the chair they sat in for like their family portraits or something like that yeah it's just it's just kind of out there yeah my daughter won't play with it either which is really interesting she's kind of like (laughs) (laughs) first and foremost Lisette's daughter is one of the most like capable tiny spirits or spirits in tiny bodies that I know like one of the most capable second one of the things I love about you Lisette is I never know what I'm gonna get in a text message and I remember the day of her birthday party and you being like look at this and I'm just like does she want me to say something good or bad good or bad good or bad what does she need in response and then you were like isn't this super bizarre like what's your read on it and I was like okay cool we're both on the same page there's definitely Mm -hmm. something off about this so Mm -hmm. I am so grateful I know you think you overshare you are never oversharing with me I love I live for it honestly and like if it was too much I wouldn't respond like I live for it though I was laughing your response you're like oh that's interesting and we just left it at that That would be my anxiety of not knowing what to say. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was, I've been doing meditations lately because um, the stories like this have been coming up a lot lately. And I'm like, damn, where have I left my energy in my past lives? Like, I'm going to take it back. Like, I don't want someone to, like, <laughs> I don't know, get a thimble that I used and like my energy is stuck in it. Like, I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> Do you think every time we call our energy back into a gold sun, we're also getting a little bit of that, like with the unconscious part? I, yeah, I hope so. I but hope I think so. I was consciously doing it. Like, well, I think I've been consciously pulling it out of my home that I grew up in because it was sold. Oh, um, yeah. And I've done a little bit of it from time to time. You East Coast just, kids. I know. I'm, like, I'm surprised oh. y'all made it to a toll. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I know. I, I am too. Like, I had no supervision whatsoever. I was wandering the, <laughs> wandering the woods. But not just that. I have a client. Um, And on the heels of the Loud Energetic episode, uh, literally the same day or the day after that episode premiered, she had a session with me. And she asked me to look at this family property. And I kid, mm. oh, I haven't responded to her. Apparently, I'm just not great. I'm responding telepathically to everyone. 
she sends, sent me a picture over the weekend and she's like, so the attic. And in my head, I'm like, please don't make me look at the attic. Please don't make mm. me look at the attic. Please don't make me look at the attic. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, and I'm getting chills again. I now have to say there's been a second time that I can honestly say I have seen a spirit that others would call a demon that had deep mm-hmm. malintent or that is mm-hmm. genuinely evil. And I wasn't even doing the, the session from my own home. I was doing it where I'm helping out a friend. And I'm just like, I'm, there was a reason I didn't do this one in my own home. It's very rare I do a session outside my house. And I was like super glad because I was like, mm-hmm. I don't want that. And then she sent me a picture of the weekend and was like, there's a face in this picture. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love you to pieces. So grateful. Mm. But there's a reason I haven't responded yet. But she also is from the East Coast and the property is yeah. in Pennsylvania. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah. please there's tell me this is not staying in the family. A lot because, of history. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's my thing, too. Like, you know, the energies are stuck there. They're stuck, you know, and I don't want the new owners to deal with that. Like, they, I mean, I mean, I should look for the agreement, though, and say, like, do you have an agreement with this energy? Well, that's fine. But my part of it's going to be out because yeah, <laughs> I don't like I don't believe that that you should. <laughs> but anyway, but yes, <laughs> places can oh. hold energy. Also, I, real- I realized I lied earlier. Like <laughs> oh. 80% of the tarot decks I have all came with energies, which is why I'm now the guardian mm. of it. So like giant lie on my part. <laughs> Speaking of, Lisette, tarot, you are absolutely blowing it up on TikTok with your pools and on reels and really showing people how to create ritual around some of this, at least showing me, I'm really enjoying it. Like with the various like smudging and candles and shuffling why tarot cards what's the appeal for you um i like them because once again i feel like they're 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 a tangible object okay um i really like doing energy work i like doing readings i just don't have the time and space to sit down and do like really super hardcore like third eye you know like Mm -hmm. oversight so I, i like the card readings because i feel like they're they're a tangible object for me to show someone you're watching me shuffle them and I'm showing you the card that I just pulled and you're like, Oh crap, that makes sense. Versus me with sitting there looking at you and mm, I'm seeing this in your third layer. And mm. I just feel like more skept. There's more skepticism in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that it matters, but just for me, I just think it's a, a, a tangible thing to look at. It's a great like entry thing for people who are interested that don't really know like I've had a lot of people reach out to me and go I always wanted to get a reading but I was too scared and I'm just like mm-hmm. well you know we can do a card reading and you know if you're not ready to hear something I'm not going to tell you mm-hmm. right basis of our modality for- <laughs> yep mm-hmm. so does that mean you're going to do a live with me this week on Sunday when I pull the card for the week are you going to join me on live and by that I mean when this is airing in a couple weeks <laughs> I'm like today is Sunday. <laughs> I mean, if you want to join me this afternoon, you're more than welcome to. Oh uh, yeah, I could join you in the future. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I originally started with angel cards, and then I kind of got away from that and went to just more like kind of neutral, like animal and just like tarot and just kind of diving into it. Yeah. I like it. A, it's fun. Do you have a favorite deck today? Today? Um. No. No, it's just kind of like what I'm feeling in the in the mood for. It's, it changes daily. Mm-hmm. Nice. And are you offering readings? I am. Yeah. How do people I do find offer, you? You can find me 
on my Instagram, Card Readers Cafe. Uh, in my link tree, I do have a link to where you can purchase um, a three card reading. Um, if you're interested in something in more depth, you can message me directly. But yeah, I'm just offering three card readings. Or like I'll send a picture, uh, picture or an email of the photos, of the cards, and a write up of them and my read on it. So it's a small that. offering right now, but I'm really looking forward to like doing some pop ups and some in person things. That's awesome. So, I am excited for your next sound bath. Um, mm, I, I know I want to come. I'm really excited. So I'd love to hear just a teensy bit about why, how, I know the story of how you got into it, but like why crystal bowls and why that vibrational music piece. Well, once again, back to my friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> crystal bowl and I was like, that is so cool. I remember one time you had a couple crystal bowls and some didgeridoos going and I'm like, this is awesome. But for me, um, being a sensitive person to energy and not knowing all that I know now, um, the bowls literally just like soothe my soul. Like mm. they're just very calming, grounding. Like you can just play the bowls and it's just very, very peaceful. Um, so I use them as a tool for myself from one bowl to now I have all seven for the seven chakras. So I like to line them up and play them all together at different times. Um, but they're funny. They have like their own personalities. Like sometimes mm -hmm. like certain bowls won't play. Like they mm -hmm. just like, I sit there and try it. and it won't play. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, we're not working with this energy right now. And then some bowls will play super loud. And it's just kind of like, that's what the, the crowd needed to hear. That's what I needed to hear. So it's mm -hmm. like playing the bowls, the the vibration. It's it's always different. It's It's never the same. There's not a set routine. I just kind of I just play them intuitively. I'm self-taught. I've been doing it for about 10 years um, and just kind of like watching people and holding space and just making sure no one's getting too uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm playing mm -hmm. it and we're kind of watching everybody clear stuff out, but it's, it's really nice. I like it. And does your tiny human like to play? She loves it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I played a lot when I was pregnant. So when I play into my animals too, they like it as well. Um, but yeah, she likes it. She sees it and she's like, she'll go up and like ding it. And yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking um, back to a full moon ritual where she came out and was like very excited to be a part of it. So. Aww, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. I think it was full moon. Yes, it was a full moon. Yeah, I'm looking. I need to look at the calendar and set up some dates, but I would like to do some more in-person stuff. So you can awesome. come. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, I'd love to. Love to, love to. I, I think I covered all of my questions and thoughts. What about you two? Yeah, I'm I'm good actually. I, I think we've covered everything we want to talk about. Lizette, how about for you? This is this was a really great conversation. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of it. It's great to hear your wisdom and insight. It, like it's awesome. Thank you so much for this offering and an opportunity. Yeah, thanks, thanks for being here. Yeah, thank it's you for great. being here. It was really great to do a part two in the same season and to really redefine some of the things we said and get clarity on it. So thank you. And thank you for pushing and challenging us to think beyond mm -hmm. what we had already said. Again, I take for granted a lot of what I say and I, until somebody points something out to me, I'm not going to think otherwise. So, all right, Wanderers, thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's episode, go ahead and give that a follow and feel free to rate us. And you can find us uh, at into the, uh, on Instagram at into underscore the underscore known. You can find Lisa at Insight and Harmony. And you can even find Lisette on 
the Instagrams at Card Readers Cafe, and you can also find her on TikTok at Funzetti. Super fun videos, totally full recommend. And then if you have any thoughts for us, feel free to direct message us or email us Cindy, C-Y-N-D-I, at intothenown.com or hello at intothenown.com if that's going to be a little bit easier for you. Until next time, enjoy the wander.